Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory comes with a foundational message entitled, Caring for One Another. Get your pen and your pad ready. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Praise God. If you all would, turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read a a foundation text found in verses 25 through 27. After I read the text, then I will give the title. And so, of course, we don't start at verse 25. The chapter begins talking about, in verses 1 through 3, desiring spiritual gifts. And we know spiritual gifts are important to the growth and edification of the body of Christ. How many of y'all believe that? God gave those gifts to really demonstrate that he's real, but also they edify and they build up the body of Christ. And later on in that chapter, right around verse 12, he begins to talk about, you know, each part of the body is important to God. And the hand can't say to the feet, right? The eye can't say to the arm. Every single part is important to God. Now, a lot of times we don't make it important to us, but how many know it's important to God? And then he used some very interesting language in that a particular portion of the text where he said, and sometimes the less comely parts deserve more honor or the less visible parts deserve more honor than the more visible parts. And you think about that. You know, we don't think about our baby toe, but if you didn't have it, you would realize how important it is, right? Or, or your big toe, right? And sometimes we don't realize that the people out there on the parking lot are as important as the person on this stage. I need a little better amen in that. Now, you know, you have to deal with your children all week long. Some, the, the people in the nursery are as important as the, the people on this stage. The people that are over there dealing with the kids in Little Link Land are, are to God as important as the people that are in here on the stage. And sometimes we only give honor to the people that we can see. But God cares about all, and God actually will give honor to the people that are seen the less and doing things for the right reasons, because sometimes people will only do things where they can be seen. <laughs> Not at Linked Up Church, it's just important to bring that information out, right? And so now, let's pick up right here, because then he says something that is equally as important and is really dear to my heart. He says in verses 25 through 27, he says here that there should be no schism in the body. And we're going to talk about what that is. That's not a word we use today. And so I'll give a little bit more understanding of schism uh, in the body. But he says there should be none of it, right? So there's an emphasis on that. There should be no schism in the body of Christ. Somebody say no schism in the body of Christ. Right? So, if the Spirit of God is using Paul to pen something like this, this is important to God. There should be no schism in the body of Christ. None of it. Right? So, we'll talk about what that is. He says, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, then all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, then all the members rejoice with it. See, sometimes we can get, like, jealous or upset. But how I many know you celebrating someone else is just lifting yourself up? And being happy about what God is doing in someone else's life puts you in position for God to do the same thing and greater in your life. 
Then he goes on to say here, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So collectively, we are all the body of Christ. But individually, we are members who have a role. And God didn't save you to just go to church. That light just got in my eye again. I didn't hear one amen out there on that Right? And so you have to really pray about and think about as an individual in this corporate body, what is my role? Amen. Right? I'm going to give you one role today, and the title of today's message is to care for one another. Right? We don't see it this way, but this is really supposed to be one big family. Sometimes we see it as, as my church friends, my work friends, right? And everything is in compartments, right? If I can get anything across today, if we can just begin to see each other as a group of people that we all need to care about. So if something happens to one, it happened to all of us. And we all rally around that and get that back to a healthy state. Right? If one gets blessed out the kazoo, we go bananas in here about that and celebrate that at the highest level. All right? Now, let's, let's get into this a little bit. Point number one today, no schism in the body. Now, the word schism is dissension or division. So, the idea of schism is factions. And so, in ancient Greek, the ancient Greeks used the word schism for a plow that cuts the ground and makes furrows across the plains, right? So, if you've ever seen that driving on the highway, you'll see all of them have their own furrows, long lines that separates each particular corn stalk from the other row of corn stalks. This is what schism does in the church, folks. It literally leaves a scar and a separation between groups of people. And so it really forms, every church has them, it forms factions and cells within a church, right? Where people begin to pick and choose who they like and who they don't like. Who I'll hang out with and who I won't hang out with. Who's my favorite speaker and what speaker I don't like, right? And all of this begins to create these silos and cells within churches that ultimately separates them. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, let's look at that. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation and then the Message Bible. Paul here writing in the first chapter, we see this in the 12th chapter, but notice he started talking about this at the beginning of his letter to the church at Corinth. And he says, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree and live in unity with one another and put to rest any division, watch this, that attempts to tear you apart. Be restored as one united body living in perfect harmony. Form a consistent choreography among yourselves, having a common perspective with shared values. Now, let me help you all out here. All of us come from different educational backgrounds, economic backgrounds, social backgrounds, right? There's no way all of us can, can really be on the same page unless there's one thing that unites us all. And there is. His name is Jesus. Amen. 
Right? And so if it's not about Jesus, then let's stay out of all the other stuff. Did you hear about such and such and what they did? Well, what would Jesus do about such and such and what they did? And how can we help? Right? Instead of spreading. The other shared values that if you're a member of Linked Up Church, Linked Up Church has a vision. So Jesus should unite us, right? And then the shared values are the vision of the church. And here, this church is called to do four things. Connect people to God, family, purpose, and community, right? And so if I have said that God sent me to this church and I've joined this church, then I need to share in the values of that church by being an individual member who's doing their part. Amen. Everybody clear on that? All right? And so when we don't, the Scripture talks about, then we've got too much free time on our hands and we become busybodies, meddling in everybody else's affairs. Right? When in reality, we got enough stuff to deal with on our own. And don't really have time to talk about what's going on in somebody else's life. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. There's enough stuff going on in my life right now. I don't have time to talk about what's going on in somebody else's life. Anybody else in here can say the same, right? The Message Bible reads that this way. He says, I have a serious concern to bring up with you, my friends. Using the authority of Jesus, our master, I'll put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. You must learn to be considerate of one another, cultivating a life in common. All right? Let's go back over the lesson again. The one thing that should unite us all is who? And the shared values are what? The vision of Linked Up Church. Right? Folks, we will never, ever do something great for God until everybody is pulling in the same direction. I've been on teams that won championships. I've coached teams that won championships. And if you don't get all 12 guys believing in the exact same thing, wanting the same thing, and working towards the same thing, I don't care how much talent you have, you will never win a championship until everybody is on the same page. Everybody clear? I believe we can be the most impactful church in the United States of America. when we all get on the same page. I can believe, I believe we can do something so great in a city that the entire nation will talk about it. I believe that they can come and look at the city of Powder Springs 10 years from now and be overwhelmed with the growth and population and amount of people that have moved into the city and they can go back to one thing. When that church, linked up church, opened up that building in what year was that, 2018? 2018. Since then, all kind of housing developments have come. People have moved into the area. Restaurants have come. And everyone in that city goes to that church. Yeah. Or other churches. But... This is the point, because I don't want to be that way, but, but this is the point. Everyone in the city, the majority of the city is saved and lives for God. Then they can connect to that. What is the crime rate like in Powder Springs? Almost zero. What about a place, a city where the divorce rate is just different from the national average? 
because we're caring for each other, right? And I can go on and on and on. Now, this was a major problem in Corinth. So, Paul, I mean, I had to go back and study this some more. So, if you see it arranged a little differently in your notes, I'll eventually get to all of it. I just go back and really read all the first four chapters to see. He literally spent four chapters talking about one thing because it was such a problem. And if people are people, if it was a problem back then, guess what? So, the major problem in Corinth, Paul, this was a major problem. Paul wrote the first four chapters to confront this issue. So, they cared more about their positions, titles, who their favorite speakers were than really Jesus and shared values. Now, this is not in your notes, uh, but 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I want to bring out something to you here that when I went back and read all four, the first four chapters, this stood out to me, and it just leaped out. It's not in your notes, so turn to it somewhere on your page. Uh, the media department is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version, okay? And it says here, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but they're all saved, but, 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 but Paul couldn't speak to them as spiritual people. But as to carnal or as to babes in Christ. So, Paul, then what identifies someone as a carnal Christian or a babe in Christ? Then he goes on to say, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. He says, for you are still carnal. How do you know that, Paul? For where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? which leaped out at me because we're not mere men. We're spiritual men and women. So, we're not natural people having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual people having a natural experience. But when we act in envy, strife, and division, we become all natural. Everybody clear? Then interesting to me. I mean, I really, this just, this lifted me in a really good way. For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? Everybody say nothing. But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. See, that's all the people that God are using is just people to deliver a message. But the people aren't special. The message is special, not the people who deliver it, but the people want to start picking their favorites. This is, this is so good to me. Verse 6 says, I planted, Paul, Apollo's watered, but God gave the increase. So, in other words, it's not about who was used. It's about the one that gave the increase. Come on, I need somebody to just give God a better amen in here, right? And so, yeah, I can see that, you know, my wife and I, we're a team ministry, right? People will attempt to say, well, you know, I, I like this one. I like that one. And at the end of the day, neither one of us are nothing. <laughs> but people that God's using. But people will use that to try to separate and cause division. 
Now, I'm getting ready to unleash something in here in a moment. So then, now, he who plants and he who waters are one. That was Paul and Apollos, all right? The both of them are the same individual <laughs> because they're all doing the same job, just delivering information. Amen. See, we, we lift up speakers too much, all right, and pay little attention to the information, right? And it's really not about the person delivering. It's about the information that's coming out. Now, he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. See what you see what God is saying here? Don't get so caught up because everyone might not be who you think they are. And so you got to live your life in such a way that we all won't know until we get to the end who was really who. So, so he's saying... Just focus on what you need to do because at the end, we're going to know who was who. So, so many people, listen very carefully. I don't want to spend too a lot of time here. Listen very carefully. So many people are not doing what God told them to do based off of what they saw somebody else do. Huh? Now, I'm going to go somewhere with you all today. Linked up church should have never started. And it's this issue right here that created Linked Up Church. So it's been long enough now, and I'm free enough. I, I'll even say names. But, but the reality is, if you know our story, we pastored in a church that had two pastors before us. The bishop and then the bishop's son. And so when we come along, you got a segment of the group that's of bishop another segment of the group that's of Pastor Butler. And then here we go. And those two factions just kept stuff up. Just kept stuff up until finally it separated. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'm, matter of fact, I'm so free, I'll say it again. Right? Because I don't mean no harm by it. Hello, somebody. At the end of the day, my heart is right. And we would be further along had that never happened. That church would probably be a 10, 12,000 member church and own all kind of stuff. And we're doing tremendous things for God. But these factions kept reporting up. The moment we said something that didn't sound like the, the first pastor or the second pastor, that meant we were against them. And they worked on that, 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 until it finally created what it created. Now, the only reason we can go forward in a healthy way is because we kept our hearts right. We knew at the end of the day, now, God's best, and I know some people are not going to like me saying this, but God's best would have been that we all stayed together. And sometimes it breaks my heart that we're not all still together. But who knows? Maybe God has a way.
Now, some of y'all like, as long as they come over here and we don't go over there. However he does it, I'm, I'm open to it, right? But at the end of the day, that's all that was about. Listen to me. There was no immorality, no financial mismanagement, just factions and sales creating division and strife. And you know what was at the root of division and strife? Envy. Now, let me take a break. Can we just give God, let me shift you a little bit. Can we just give God a real good praise in this place? Come on, go ahead. Come on, somebody say, right? Now, now if we don't ever want that to happen at Linked Up Church, now, believe it or not, that's already happened at Linked Up Church, right? And, and it just is what people do is they form their sales, right? And, and then they say, well, they did this to me. They did this to me. They did this to me. Now, those other people that they're talking to have no personal firsthand experience of what happened there. They're taking at face value what these people are telling. And that, that sale is growing. And so, then they go and they, right, not understanding we would have been better. Right? And the individual would be better. Just like, I know you all want to hear, just like I would be better had I stayed in that environment <laughs> and kept growing with the freedom to still be who I am right now. All right. Let's talk about care for one another. You all still glad you came to church today? How many of y'all like, I can't believe he said that? And he said names. At the end of the day, I love those names. I am who I am today because of the foundation that those names gave me. I harbor no bitterness or unforgiveness and will be forever and eternally grateful for all that they've done for me. I just told you publicly what really happened. Regardless of all the other stuff that people talk about, that's what happened. Nothing more, nothing less. Amen. Care for one another. Verse 25 in our foundation text says that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Now, the word but is a strong contrast in Greek, and we understand this in English as well. And it's indicating that in contrast to division or dissension, the church should care for one another. So, if you understand Greek, you know, if I, if I said uh, to David, David, man, I love you, man. David, I appreciate all that you've done uh, for Linked Up Church. You, you're just such a blessing. But, I mean, oh, he needs to just cancel out everything I just said up to that point because whatever I'm getting ready to say after that is really what I, what I wanted to talk to him about. And I used the front end to butter him up. Spouses know what I'm talking about. You're the best husband I've ever 
But can we talk for a minute? Oh, let's just wipe all that out right now. What's really going on right here? We had uh, two young people that we were privileged to be their youth pastors at our home yesterday. Uh, one was in town. And it's just always a blessing when they come back and see us and just talk about that foundation. And so, you know, they were asking about 25 years of marriage and the wisdom for 25 years of marriage. And I just told them, as a man, I allowed my wife to train me. I'm a well-trained husband. Just the truth, right? Because of the respect that we have for each other, we allow each other to train each other. So I know how to talk to her, how not to talk to her. I know what to do. I know what not to do. I know where my boundaries are. I know how far to go. I know how far not to go. Right? And if we want to continue to have a well-oiled marriage, we need to stay within the boundaries and the framework of how we trained each other. Right? She told me what she likes, what she doesn't like, how she likes to be talked to, how she doesn't like to be talked to, what, what I do that's a blessing to her, what I do that she doesn't like. Right? If I want to keep her happy, don't do the stuff she doesn't like and keep doing the stuff she does like. It's not that deep, folks. Stop picking on each other. Now, you know that irritates them, and then there you go. Watch how they, watch, watch me just make them jump. <laughs> Stop it. Married couples say amen. amen. Care for one another. So now, sliding others causes the church to suffer, which I shared that story earlier because ultimately, folks, that caused the body of Christ to suffer, right? One church you know, both churches aren't doing as well as they could. <clears throat> so the words care for are the polar opposite again to schism. Care for carries the idea of a member in a commonwealth soliciting the well-being of others, right? So now we're starting to ask around how such and such doing. That's different. See, there are people we haven't seen in a long time. Anybody seen Marcus Darling in a while? That's a name comes to mind. Marcus, get back to church, man. <laughs> Floyd. Where is, I haven't seen Floyd in a while. See, 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 who's calling to say, hey, Marcus? Hey, Floyd. Are you okay? How you doing? Can I come over and see you? Just spend some time with you and check on you. I just want to see your face. Hug your neck. That's the body of Christ. How many of y'all can think about somebody you haven't seen that was here? You haven't seen them in years, months. Raise your hand. You can think about them, right? Who's caring for them? Right? See, see, the notion is that pastor's supposed to care for them. How can one person care for thousands of people? It's impossible unless the body does its job. And I'm going somewhere with this. Albert Barnes' commentary says this. This is so good, that the body of Christ should care for the same thing, should equally regard the interests of all as we feel an equal interest in all the members and parts of the body and desire the preservation, the healthy action, and the harmonious and regular movement of the whole. Whatever the party, part of the body is affected with disease or pain, we feel a deep interest in the preservation and cure. So, so think about it. If somebody is in the hospital, 
Imagine if, if everybody in their connect group went by to see them. It would give life to them. Right? Imagine if they went home and now they physically can't cook for themselves, but people are bringing food every day. That's church, folks. Not what we come, this, you know, that kicks it off on Sunday. But, I mean, you know, this is what we should be doing all week long. Now, now, this is something that has bothered me. Go ahead. You give God praise for that. This is something that has bothered me for years. One of our members dies, and nobody knows about it. Then they come to church and find out, and that upsets people. I didn't even know. So what about some kind of where when this happens, we all, we can announce this, right? Of course, with the approval of the family, right? And we go through a process. We don't just do it without talking to the family and going through a process. But then we all come together to love on. Be there for them in that moment of need, right? And imagine if home-going services looked like this, where the whole body came out to send off our soldier or our sister, our brother, right. Come on, somebody. I want to get there, okay? Albert Barnes goes on to say here, we feel the deep interest in the preservation and care. Uh, and cure. The idea here is that no member of the church should be overlooked or despised, but that the whole church should feel a deep interest for and exercise a constant solitude over all of its members. The whole church should be doing this. Now, in a traditional model, what the church has is a pastor. The pastor hires someone, and they're called a congregational care minister. That is one person that is responsible for thousands of people. How many know that's a lot on one person's plate? To go visit every person in the hospital, do every home visit. Hello, somebody, do. Every uh, time someone uh, passes, he has to go do a bereavement visit. Imagine if you set up a, a congregational care connect group of hundreds of people who live all around metropolitan Atlanta. And so when a person is in a hospital in a particular zip code, we can call all of the people in that uh, connect group that live in that zip code, such and such is in the hospital. Can you all go by there, pray with them, and love on them a little bit? Right? Church is still going to do his, their part. The one minister still will go. But imagine how that person will feel if hundreds of people came by to see it. Of course, if that's appropriate and the person is not in ICU or something like that, those are all things we'll vet before the information goes out. But this is the kind of care, folks, that we've got to learn how to have for each other, right? Somebody gets married. What if the, what if the marriage, what if it looked like this? How many gifts would they get then? How many know all young couples need help starting out? You know, I need a little better amen in that. I said, how many of y'all know all young couples need help starting out, right? right? And so we celebrate everything because we care about everything, okay? Now, watch this. Paul experienced this personally. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 10 through 14. New King James Version says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. 
Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. So not that I, I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. Paul said, I know how to be a base, have little. I know how to abound, have a lot. But everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need, right? And the older you get, you learn how to stay right in the middle of the road, right? So if you got a whole lot, you don't get all excited about that, right? If you're going through a time where you don't have much, you know, give it a little time. That can change, and we'll be right back where we were. But, but whatever state you're in, you learn with age and wisdom to just be content. God is good in both of those scenarios, right? And if you live long enough, you're going to go through both of those seasons where you, you have little and then you have a lot, right? And there can be times where you can go back to little and then work your way back up to a lot, right? All Paul is saying is whichever one you're in, be content. Then notice what he goes on to say here. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me in whatever, whichever one of those conditions I'm in. Nevertheless, he says, you have done well and that you shared in my distress. Isn't that a blessing to be able to say in life that somebody else shared in your distress, right? Where would my wife and I, my family be if you all didn't share in our distress? Think about that. If that happened on a Friday night, you all had already organized a new church by Sunday morning. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? We got all kind of emails, calls. I work at this school. You can use the gymnasium on Sunday morning. I have 500 chairs. Let's just have service out at the park. The people really just surrounded us in our moment of distress and lifted us up out of that so that we could actually continue to do ultimately what God has called you to do, us to do. So from the bottom of my wife and I, my children, our hearts, Thank you all for being there for us in our distress. So now as, as, my, as a pastor, I'm trying to put something together here that will allow this entire church to be there for you in your moment of distress. Okay? In Philippians chapter 2, verses 19 through 21, Paul said it this way, New King James Version, just two books over. He says, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly that I also may be encouraged, watch this, when I know your state. I love this language here. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own and not the things which are Christ Jesus. So Paul had a challenge with his ministry team of being able to send someone out who would care for the people the same way that he would. Right? And every pastor has this challenge, right? That's why I love Minister Russell. If you all, can we just thank, Minister Russell does an excellent job out here loving on and supporting this congregation, right? And I never have to think about how he's going to care for the people. I literally know that he's going to care for the people with our heart, and that we appreciate that. Now what we want is thousands of Minister Russells. Somebody say, I'm one. I heard three people. Some, at least 10 say, I'm one. All right, let's keep working on this. Now, 
Point number three, if one suffers, I'm going to go through these quickly because I think we get it now. If one suffers, remember what our foundation text says, if one suffers, then we all suffer with it, right? And again, if you live long enough, life happens to all of us, right? And so don't think that you're exempt, right? So just think about how would you want people to be there for you in your moment? then that's how you show up for other people. Everybody clear? We had a moment. You imagine losing everything. (laughs) No income coming in. And and this whole body just wraps itself around you and says, we got you. Imagine someone from another state calls somebody else to find out what your salary was and sends a check. And a whole year's salary is on your front porch, and the person never, ever been to your church. We didn't get here by ourselves, folks. We got here because people were there for us. Everybody clear? That's what we're trying to create around here. So if one suffers, then we all suffer with it. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 5. That's the only verse I'll read here because I'm going to move this along. It says, all praises belong, this is the Passion Translation, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. It says, all praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can we just go ahead and take a, a moment and give all praises, right? Because it all belongs to the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Online, can you just type in praise God, put the praise hands up. Just take a moment and let's make sure we give all the glory to God, who is the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? And you all promise me, don't ever give it to us. Don't put us up somewhere we don't belong. Always give it to God. Don't ever make it about these two individuals, ever. That's your greatest gift you can give to us. And whatever you do, don't try to separate us by trying to pick one over the other. Because at the end of the day, she has her gifts, I have my gifts. One doesn't make one better than the other. The diversity is actually good. But don't make an issue out of that and try to. So all praises belong to God, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for He is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. Now, watch this. He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering that we can come along so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. Now, this, this will take maturity for you to hear this. I actually learned this from Minister Russell during a bereavement visit. But believe it or not, folks, sometimes... What you go through is not for you. It's literally for the tens of hundreds of people that he wants to use your situation to touch. And I watched Minister Russell in a time where I don't even know if I could have said that to a person. And he said to this lady who had just went through a tragic trial, he says to you, and if you can get to a place uh, where God, or you can actually see God and you allow God to comfort you at a real high level and you let him be there for you, you'll see that he'll use this because other people are going to go through the exact same thing. 
and he'll use you just like he came alongside you and sent us here to come alongside you. He'll use you to come alongside somebody else that's going through the exact same situation. And I said, wow. All your suffering is not for you. Every trial you go through is not for you. You say, why me? Because he knew you could handle it. He didn't put it on you. He just knew you could come out of it with flying colors. Come on, somebody. And then come out of it so healthy that every time you see somebody else going through that, you rush to it to lift them up the same way somebody else lifted you up. Come on, somebody. Right? So we can bring them to the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. Verse 5. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own suffering, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. So notice, folks, we don't like verse 5. Just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings, just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings, you cannot identify with him if you don't go through what he went through which means you're going to be rejected, lied on. Come on, somebody. Misunderstood. Come on, somebody. Falsely accused, fired wrongly. Come on, somebody. You're going to go through all of that. But if you understand it's a privilege to identify with the sufferings of my Lord and Savior, right? And you know that he's coming alongside you to go right through it with you. You should get excited about that because you will come out like pure gold on the other side of it. Right? Now you can reach back and bring somebody else along. Then if one is honored, I think that's self-explanatory. Somebody gets blessed around here, let's celebrate that. Somebody get married, let's celebrate that. Right? Whatever it is, let's celebrate that. Right? Whatever it is, birthdays, whatever it is, let's, let's create a community here that is just caring about each other at every single level. Can we do that, Linked Up Church? Come on, I said, can we do that, Linked Up Church? I said, can we do that, Linked Up Church? All right. So now, what does that look like here at Linked Up Church? Folks, it's called connect groups. I am dreaming that every member of Linked Up Church will either be on a dream team or in a connect group, right? So raise your hand if you're not on a dream team or in a connect group. Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. It's okay. Raise it. Lift it up. High. Lift it up. Be proud. Lift it up. High. Come on. Lift, lift, lift the other one up too. Some of y'all. And, and get them up. Stretch like you're stretching right there, right? And, and so we love you, right? We love you, right? But you have to think about if you're a member of this church individually, what is my part in this body? All right? So what that looks like here at Linked Up Church is called connect groups. Connect groups are member-led groups that meet all around the metropolitan uh, area here. And the topics and, lo and locations are based on the interests of the parishioner. I love riding a motorcycle, right? So it's, it's obvious I'm going to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ who ride motorcycles. Right? Eventually, we'll have a gymnasium. I love playing basketball. I love working out. I love going to the gym. I'd rather do that with other people than by myself. Right? 
And so whatever your interest is, the key is building a community of other people that I can do this with and who help hold me accountable. How I many of you you're probably subject to more stuff that you end up doing that you shouldn't do when you're around people who don't support Christianity, <laughs> right? So it's a real accountability piece in there that helps us live right. So why go through life alone? Here at Linked Up Church, there are a variety of groups of all shapes and sizes, right? If you want to hang out with other married couples, you desire to uh, fellowship in a group with women who all love God, whatever your story is, there is a connect group for you, right? And I want to show a video right here that just to me speaks to the care that we should see and that happens in connect groups. Can you show that video? Hi, I'm Patricia White, and I am a firm believer in being involved with Connect Groups because I feel, I believe that we as a family, we need to help one another. And the choir and Proverbs 31 ladies were so good to me last year in October. I had to have my hip redone, so I had hip replacement surgery on October the 14th. Sister Kimley, those ladies, I tell you, they wouldn't just bring me anything. They, what is your taste? What do you like? And it was supposed to have been bringing me dinner. A lot of days I got lunch and dinner from those ladies. Other days I got enough work I had for the next day. I was just, it, it overwhelmed me so much. They were a blessing to me. They were a blessing to me. So I, I am more than happy and glad to let this be known for everyone. To get, if you're not involved, get involved because it's, it's so wonderful. And all of Linked Up family, everyone is so wonderful. We love one another, we care for one another, and we encourage one another, and above all, we pray for one another. And then in time of need, we're there for each other. Okay, be a part of a connect group. Amen, right? Went through a tough time, and her connect groups rallied behind her. I want to say something to the men in particular. We suffer in silence. We don't want anybody to know our business, right? What's going on with us, right? And we end up going through life alone. When in reality, we have each other, right? But we have this tendency to just want to stay by ourselves, not get involved, not be around other people. Don't want anybody to know our business. When in reality, other people knowing your business is what helps you get through that. Amen. Right? It's just being in a safe and secure environment where you trust other people and building these communities. We need each other, fellas. I'll say it again. We need each other, guys. I'm going to say it a third time. We, we need each other, fellas. We really do, right? so easy for Satan to pick us off because we're individuals all the time instead of in a group. It's going to be hard to pick somebody off when they got nine, ten other people with them all the time. Right? Especially nine or ten who have the mentality, if you go down, we're going down with you. You come up, we're coming up with you. 
A lot of great stuff happens in these groups. The people that I'm the closest to outside of the staff here at Linked Up Church are the people I'm in connect groups with. Those who I have the great relationships with, right? I mean, you know, I can't build relationships with you speaking and ministering to you on Sundays. That only happens outside of church. Everything I'm talking about can't happen on Sunday morning. It only happen during the week. Let's all stand to our feet. Did you all get anything out of this today? I just really wanted to talk to you today. It really wasn't even a sermon. It, it was more of a culture vision pillar reminder for us to be what it is God's called us to be. And if God called you here, you're part of a corporate body, but individually you have a role. And really you have to pray about what your role is and get involved. There are two areas here I think everyone, we're believing God, every member of this church will be in one of the other, either on a dream team or in a connect group. Can anybody get in agreement with me for that? Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God in Jesus' name. Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.